with it. Energy companies cancel construction of it. The chance of showers tapered off tonight. Good chance of early evening thunderstorms. Overnight, early in the morning, a spotty storm or shower, a possibility. Throughout the morning, increasing is scattered and then becoming likely again with the peak of the heat. The afternoon, tomorrow, midday and afternoon, round to two of showers and thunderstorms. That'll cloud us over and alleviate the heat. This pattern is with us again on Sunday. Each day near 90, rain-cooled spots, overnight lows of muggy 70s to low 80s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged. <laughs> no, no, it's the food show. Oh, the food show. Yes, oh, well, if I had show. known, yes. I would have uh, told you much, much more about it than I did just then, which was it's, almost nothing. Yes, it's the uh, the uh, unprepared voice of Thomas. I'm West. always prepared to be unprepared. <laughs> yes, we're here. It's a yep. rainy Monday. It is, and, but not too bad. Uh, we're going to talk about food. Today Let's is National Chicken Day, Fried Chicken Day, Fried Chicken Day. And has it turned up? Uh, we have not had chicken, fried chicken uh, today, but I think I'm, you know what I think I'm going to do? I am going to make fried chicken this evening. Oh, man. Yes, because, uh, because we never did try the recipe that... <laughs> um, Greg Piccolo gave us. Greg, Greg Piccolo. Greg He's Piccolo terrific. was on like maybe a month ago. One of the great And he chefs. gave us a recipe for fried chicken. Well, he's actually an older guy now. Well, I guess he, that can happen, can you? Yes, it, it, boy, quickly. <laughs> uh -huh. And he gave us a recipe that his mother used, which is that he has used throughout his career, mm -hmm. which is not a, a crispy uh, like double thick, you sink your teeth into crunch, crunch. This is almost no coating at all. He takes the chicken, it's wet, he puts it in a paper bag with flour and seasonings and shakes it around and it's not much of a crust at all. The, the red bean edition would like to say something about yes, that. Yes, I'm sneering about the concept of not much of a crust at all. What's even the point? I don't know, but mm. he says. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but we have you, to try you, it because this is what you always do say. We have we, to try yes. It? You really wouldn't want a chicken puree or something. You no. know, oh, oh no, that what would a horrifying, awful, you? dreadful. I think that's kind of what that's, happened when we cleaned out the refrigerator after Katrina. That's on par with Jackson's oatmeal juice. Oatmeal juice? Yeah, Did do he you make oatmeal that? juice? No, no, I don't remember that. Oh, good. <laughs> Five five six nine six nine six. If you would like to get in on this silliness, it's the usual stuff. We do not have a guest today, so we are going to we be do. doing well, this. Be like... my guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, I think he gets more laughs from us at that laugh than, than he does with this joke. Yeah, well, he doesn't get a lot from his jokes, that's for sure. So uh, we have just us here today, folks. Mm -hmm. If you would like to join us, uh, 556-9696 is the number, and we're going to be talking about our usual stuff, the things in the almanac. We can have a lot to say about fried chicken. I want to mention something in particular. Because um, we did not, you know, I just, this just sort of slipped through the cracks and I really am sad about that because this is the last day for the Al Copeland Foundation Chicken Jam is what they call it. And it starts at the end of June and it goes until today, the day after, well, actually the day, the reason that it's it's called the chicken jam is that it's it ends on national fried chicken day and what it is is a special at copeland's where you so you have one day left you have one meal left essentially for this to go to copeland's and order al's spicy herbal chicken and get 15 percent off and then or also an old, not an old-fashioned, a cosmopolitan, the drink. Either of those two things, you get 15% off, and you are encouraged to donate that 15% to the Al Copeland Foundation. The Al Copeland Foundation has partnered with LSU Medical, uh, the LSU Medical School, um, to find a, they have a specific faction of it that is charged with finding a cure for cancer and they're working on immunotherapy it's 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 a new thing and it's a very promising thing they've done amazing work with this and uh it's very encouraging so i urge people who do not have plans for dinner to go to you can also just donate to the Al Copeland Foundation. But just for fun, this special chicken jam ends today, and it's Al Copeland's uh, spicy herbal chicken, 15% off and 15% off. They were very, very good at giving. Uh, uh, they've done tremendous work. They've tremendous done tremendous work. work. Yeah. And they always have been in not just a generous way, but a very creative way. Yes. And yes. in, a, in a way that touches just about everybody in this area. Well, it's something that they're committed to. And uh, it was something that they started the foundation, I think, like right before he died. And then they've been committed to finding a, like, total breakthrough, something that no one has looked at before. And their immunotherapy um, has shown tremendous progress. Did you want to say something? You look like you were looking to say something. Yes, about the chicken jam. Yes. There are matching donations. Yes, yes, that's right. I, a very important yes. thing to say. Yes, if you take your 15% and donate it back to the foundation. You can donate more than yes. the 15%. Right, also. yeah. Whatever you donate to the foundation, uh, they will match. So if you would... If you don't have plans for uh, dinner and you get to do that, that's great. And if you do not, uh, if you cannot do that and would still like to make a donation to this very impressive, uh, groundbreaking 
therapy that they're working on with tremendous success, like mind-boggling stories, um, you can just go to the Al Copeland Foundation, make a donation, and the Copeland family of restaurants is matching that donation through today. Okay? So that's, uh, that's the good special thing about um, Fried Chicken Day. But back to the more mundane things, like the actual fried chicken itself. Yes, I am going to do uh, Greg Piccolo's recipe because I've been wanting to try it. And you know what? I'm never going to do fried chicken the no. traditional way again. I mean, after I try Greg's recipe. Because now that I have so discovered... No, no, no. Now that I have discovered oh, the pork rinds version, it's, it's seriously great. You know what? Sent me, someone sent an email to me. I uh, saw to, that. Yes, yes. So apparently there's a product out there now which is called pork panko. So I guess someone else is grinding pork rinds so that you can use that as um, – as your coating for whatever it is that you want to fry. I mean, you don't really need to fry it. You just bake it. What are you looking at? You look like you... Every time you want to say something, just tap me on the shoulder. Cause... Oh, no. I'm just leaning okay. forward. Okay. I'm trying to find Thank fried you. chicken pictures. Oh. For my oh, fried I chicken Instagram. And, okay. I see. All right. 5569696 is the number. Let us see what you have in your almanac about National Fried Chicken Day, Tom. Fried chicken in the days in, before the colonel was considered a gourmet dish and was featured with some reverence in fancy food magazines like Gourmet. I think it still is, but anyway. Then, just as they did to the hamburger, the mass production restaurants got hold of the dish made it their property, and ruined the reputation of fried chicken. Fortunately, good fried chicken still exists, although it requires some diligence to either find it in a restaurant or make it yourself. The first criterion of excellence is the crust. Different from most fried foods, a crispy coating fried chicken is not necessarily a good thing. The best fried chicken that you've had, you say, in your life had a rather thin, non-crisp coating. Now, see, Tom, you have said in the past that you don't care for Willie Mays fried chicken, but Willie Mays doesn't have a big crust on it. That's one of the distinctive things about it, I think. Well, it was a frying act, pretty more, I mean, like deep frying. Yeah, uh, it, it was, but it doesn't have much of a crust on it at all. Uh, Willie Mays, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It has a little bit of a crust. Have you had it? I, I like it. You I do? Yeah. You do? Um, There's nothing I wrong with it. It's just a different approach that we hardly ever see. It doesn't have uh, – when I when I had it, I thought, you know, this doesn't have too much of a crust and I like crust. But um, And I was wondering if that was your objection to it. Anyway, we have to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. 556-9696. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner – Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother, Sarita's tamales, are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie, 464-0854. 
Downtown Covington is home to the English Tea Room, 20 years now. Think Scottish eggs for breakfast, high tea in a truly British setting, scones just like you'd find in Britain. If you can't visit them in Covington, see their tea menu online and order specially blended tea shipped out the next day. But you should visit. Think about a birthday party or a bridal shower there or a high tea. Gift cards are $20 off with a purchase of $100 or $10 with a $50 purchase. The English Tea Room, 734 East Rutland in Covington, EnglishTeaRoom.com. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. I want to mention that Basil's Ace Hardware, until the 16th of the month, is offering a... $50 on Weber grills, $50 for those Weber grills, but a $200 off on the new Weber pellet grill. So if you've been eyeing anything and just kind of thinking, well, one of these days I'll get around to it, get around to it within the next week and a half because this special from Weber is going to be gone. That's Basil's Ace Hardware. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet everything. Good afternoon. How are you all doing? Very well. How was your fourth? It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, lots of food and had a great time with the neighbors. All right. That sounds good. What you cook? About, I was calling about fried chicken. I cooked all sorts of stuff. I cooked some fried chicken. Um, I actually did a dish. Uh, it was a, uh, a mac and cheese. And then I took the mac and cheese and I, I breaded it. I put it in the egg wash and then I put it back in the bread. And then I actually deep fried the mac and cheese. Mm. And then I took some mm. chicken and some eggplant <laughs> and I breaded those and I deep fried those. And then I put some tomato marinara on top. I put some mm. cheese on top and I put that on top of the fried mac and cheese. And I put that in the oven to uh, melt the cheese. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so, a cheeseception. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that's a yeah. carb bonanza. It's a heart stopper, but it's it's just absolutely fantastic, and I was just in the mood for a meal like that. I was calling specifically to address Mary Lee's enjoying of a big, thick crust. Am I right, Mary Lee, on the fried chicken? Yeah, I definitely think the crust is the way to go. I was actually sort of shocked when I read the Almanac this morning. I, it never occurred to me that someone would have a different opinion about that. Okay, I'm going to give you my recipe. Okay, and this is for people that like it big. I like it both ways. I, I like a small crust, but I really enjoy a, a big, thick crust. What you want to do is you want to take the chicken and you want to wash it off and then pat it dry. And then you're going to put it in your favorite seasoned flour. That's flour with maybe some salt and some pepper and your favorite herbs. And then you're going to take it out of the flour and you're going to put it in a bowl which is full of nothing but whipped eggs. So it's not eggs and cream or eggs and anything else. It's just whipped eggs. So you're going, to the, you're going from dry to the egg, and then you're going back into the dry. But here's your trick. When you go back into the dry for the second time, 
cover the chicken up completely with flour and let it sit in there for 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Interesting. 15 minutes. And what's going to happen is, is the moisture that you've created and the natural moisture from the chicken is going to create a paste on the outside of the chicken. And that is not going to fall off if you're careful when you transport that chicken into your 340, 350-degree uh, fryer. And then I usually pull the dark pieces off around 160. I pull the white meat off at around 145. Okay. That reminds me that, of... Again, sorry. Put that on a tray and then get your oven up to 400 degrees. And then when you've done all your chicken and you see this big, thick crust... I want to make that crust harder. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all that chicken on a pan, and I'm going to go in a 400-degree oven for 10 minutes. And what that's going to do is that's going to make that thick crust even crunchier. And that's how I like it. That's a good idea. I hope everyone at your uh, chicken festivals has strong teeth. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not that hard. It actually peels right off. Uh, and the, uh -huh. what you're doing actually with a big crust is you're, you're, you're kind of steaming the chicken from the inside as it cooks. When you have more of a crust, that. less juice can get out. So you end up with a crunchy crust, but you end up with some really moist chicken on the inside. That sounds good. That actually okay. sounds really good. Um, you know, when you said it, it makes a paste, that reminds me of... Um, what is it? Paper mache. When you get water and flour and it just sits there it becomes so pasty it's a mardi gras parade yeah it becomes pasty so it does absolutely i could see where the pastiness of it would keep the breading on in a way that is uh, you know highly desirable if you're looking for really thick crust Absolutely. Now, the other thing I'll do since I just love French cooking is once that chicken comes out of the oven, I've been known to drizzle a little bit of melted butter all over that chicken before I eat it. So I, I see you're not worried about calories in any form. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm, a very, I'm a very physically active person. I have a full day, so I pretty much eat whatever I want. Okay. Well, that's uh, these are this is this is what I would call lusty food, as Tom likes to say. He is he talks about Pat Gallagher on the North Shore, who has absolutely no concern at all for calories and only about the lustiness of food. And I would say you are right there with him. I would agree. Uh, my phrase is this recipe is for those of us who enjoy the finer things in life. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and it really, you know, once you start thinking about all that kind of stuff, it takes a lot of the pleasure away from eating it anyway. Absolutely. Great show as always. Thank you Take very much. Take care. Thank you, Ron. Bye. All right. 556-969-6. Uh, five, five, Ron the Gourmet everything. Ron the Gourmet prom date. That's the one I like that the most. Too. Yeah. His birthday is on prom, prom night. Did you know that, Tom? No, I didn't. Ron the Gourmet everything is... Uh, has a birthday, shares a birthday with prom night, just so you know. What an honor. Mm. I know, I know. You know, your yeah. birthday was supposed to be prom night. Did oh, you know I mean, that you I were due on that. prom night? Yes, but you came four days early. Wisely, wisely came four days early. All right, so back to what you wrote about fried chicken, Tom. Uh, so you don't, you don't think that a thick crust is a very 
uh, desirable thing. You say much of the flavor comes from marinating and you like to use buttermilk as a marinade because it tenderizes as well as flavors the chicken. It also seems to make the coating stay on better. Well, I think Ron has a way of making it stay on that I think sounds very promising. I'm going to try that. The second essential characteristic of great fried chicken is that it is greaseless and hot. Sounds like two things that are obvious, but in fact they're the same thing. When chicken is fried and then held under a heat lamp, and it is, as it is in most restaurants, it gets soggy and greasy. Fried chicken has to be cooked right before it's served. That is anathema to fast food operators because frying a chicken takes 15 or 20 minutes. Even Colonel Sanders knew that. As late as the 60s, before it was bought by a big corporation, Kentucky Fried Chicken was fried to order? Really? They did it in a pressure cooker to speed things up, but mm. they did make it especially for you. The pressure cooker idea, also used by broasted chicken, actually broasted works chicken. pretty well. This is a very big subject, fried chicken. Yes. What are you laughing at? What's so funny? When broasted I was 12 chicken? years old, I made broasted First time you did broasted chicken. Broasted yes. chicken. Yes, at the time saver. What? Broasted chicken. I don't broasted. know what that is. Well, if it's you went, two things in one. Yeah. Half of it is fried chicken, and the other half of it is... Um, pressure cooked. Pressure cooked. Yeah, yeah. And you did them together. Yeah. It's, it was very popular in the restaurant business. It is very popular. I, I prefer that. <laughs> fry it in the pressure cooker? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it comes out uh -huh. great. It's a, it's a really nice yeah, texture. it is. It is. I think that if I had to say what my favorite fried chicken is, I mean, I don't know. It's hard because I love Popeyes. I do love Popeyes. But I think that... Um, I think that the colonel does it the best. Yes, that was what I was going to comment. Well, first I was going to laugh at the fact that you said idea. But then <laughs> Did I say idea? <laughs> but I know you like KFC, and I, do. I don't, I I don't get it. it. I love it. I, I love it. I I'm not it. a fan. Yeah. Popeyes is the way to go. Popeyes is great. There's no two ways about it. It's super crispy, and I do love the crispy fried chicken, but... And the biscuits. The biscuits are really good. Those are just a step beyond. Now, I mean, you know what it is about, I think, um, about Popeyes, in addition to the fact that, um, you know, I don't want to make this a, a Popeyes show, but you know what? If you're doing wonderful things like they are, then we could make it a Popeyes show because I think the chicken jam mm -hmm. is a great idea. Um, but I think it's the sides there that make it like you can have something that's really good and then the sides kind of go, you know, it's not, they're just not good. But I think that the sides at Popeye's also really enhance the product in addition to their, um, dirty rice, which is really good. They have good green beans. They have good onion rings. They have good biscuits. They have good baked beans. I mean, it's good. The, the whole thing is good. So anyway, but KFC, uh, I do like the chicken better. I do. It's, it's, uh, it's not crusty, 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 but it's very moist. And, and I do prefer that. I haven't had KFC in forever though. I mean, when I go somewhere, I get, I get Popeye's. Do we even have a KFC on the North Shore? Is there one on the South Shore even? I don't think so. Not right off the yeah, top of my hand. They're, they're, they're kind yeah. of hard to find. I think I saw one on the good. West Bank yesterday. <laughs> I think I did see it on the West Bank yesterday. But I wonder where there are KFCs. We'll have to look that up.
556-9696 is the number if you would like to chat with us. We would love to chat you with know. you. We are talking about fried chicken because it's National Fried Chicken Day. And uh, it, who doesn't love fried chicken is, you know, that's sort of a, a given. Everyone loves fried chicken. I, I think the fried chicken that we uh, make around here, mm -hmm. I think it's almost without doubt, right off the bat, it, it's crispier, it's more interesting. It's I think you're talking about flavors. the pork rind fried chicken. That was the last the stuff who? that we had. Last thing we did here was the pork rind fried chicken, and it was really good. It was, it was oven baked with crispy pork rinds on top. Tom, you like Mimi's, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Mimi's. Which one are we going to? There's only one in Chalmette, best oh. restaurant ever in Chalmette, according to everything you've ever said about it. I know you like the oysters there. Place is terrific. Yes. They have a great hamburger. They have excellent oysters of maybe six different varieties. They have specials that are terrific, like their steak night special. There's a lobster night. They have all different kinds of things. It's a great place to go. They have a chef who is really, really... Uh, a gourmet kind of guy. And the hospitality there is non-pareil. That's Mimi's in Chalmette, located at 712 West Judge Perez Drive. That phone number is 644-4992. If you would like to know about their special nights and all the evenings that they have that they just feature one thing, uh, go to their website. It's Mimi's Bar and Grill. That's grill with an E. And and the bar is in there too. They, it's they a great bar. Yeah. Good good drinks. Good stuff. It's and, really good stuff. Yeah, to, top always to been great. Excellent place from day one. Always been great. All right, we are going to come back at the bottom of the hour. We do not have a chef guest today, so it's just us, and uh, we haven't even started really with the almanac yet. So if you would like to chat with us about fried chicken, who doesn't have something to say about fried chicken? Five five six nine six nine six. We'll be back at the after the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorington. Parish level leaders are calling for more federal funding as the National Association of Counties estimates budget losses due to COVID-19 are roughly 144 billion. If they do not have the funds, Tangipahoa Parish Sheriff Robbie Miller says the reduction in revenue from COVID-19 is making a bad situation worse in assisting public health. Local government touches the people. We deal with every citizen, all of our health care. You know, our public health units are demanding much more cost and, and time and effort. An LSU economist warns holding fanless LSU football games would hammer the Baton Rouge and LSU athletics budget. Lauren Scott says LSU football made $56.6 million in profits in 2019. Scott says the cancellation could impair other sports' ability to operate. You have six times more people attending football games than the number two attending, which is the men's basketball. So this is huge for the LSU athletic department, and this is a big decision. LRN. For years, Mueller Custom Buildings have been used for living spaces due to the strength and durability of our steel. They provide flexibility for open floor plans and beautiful paint colors to last for decades. Hear how JR and Kim built the barn home of their dreams, thanks to Mueller. 
I was inspired by all of the options we saw on the Mueller website. I really wanted to bring in some of our surroundings, including metal and wood together, kind of mirroring our acreage or our lot, incorporating like an industrial modern look. Working with Mueller was awesome. What I loved about the Mueller rep was that he gave us options. If I had a question, he would answer it. We found the best with Mueller. Visit our website today at MuellerINC.com to view our extensive photo gallery of custom living spaces and learn more about how Mueller steel buildings offer a strong, durable structure for your home. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. You're listening to the Fitzmorris Fitzmorris family. We've got the new Red Bean edition here with of, us. Where is she? Mary Lee. Uh, the other on Monday, half. no less. <laughs> That's well, right. Well, on Monday, no I'm less. a third. Yeah. Hmm? I can't be half. I'm a third. Yes. Yes. Okay, so Tom, didn't you love the happy hour that we had over the weekend on Friday after the show? We went to happy hour at the Southern Hotel. Yeah, that was terrific. You had a great drink. You had such a good banana, drink that a I actually cocktails. kind of drank really? it. Really? I'm it was not kidding. Beautiful. It was. It was very, very dark, and it was in uh, like a. A, tox a cocktail glass. With a shallow glow, a shallow, the shallow, yeah. shallow glow. And it was yeah. the color of like uh, uh, some sort of uh, cocktail you would, or- It's rusty. Uh, it was a rusty color. Could, yeah, I guess you could call it that. But it was, a, it was a strange kind of thing. And the price was the lowest of the bunch. Yeah, it was like $10. Well, it was happy it was hour though. Less, it was happy, it was happy hour. hour. But it was, it yeah. was a, it was maybe the whole drink itself might have been two inches, but it was in a, one of those flat goblet sort mm -hmm. of like things. That's exactly I did too. what it was. I did too. But it yeah. was, it, you could just see a little bit of the rust color of the drink, but there was an inch of foam on it yeah and it was nutmeg and, and sprinkles little, yeah there was yes. a little sprinkle it of that it was nice it was, it was uh, so far out it i mean was really we were pretty. this is a real oddball kind of thing but i thought it yeah. was terrific i'd get it in a second yeah i would get it too my and that's saying something because i'm not a drinker but it was uh it was really nice it was creamy and foamy was and then the little banana? dash of nutmeg yes they it have, was a banana i don't know maybe a banana liqueur or something it was called bananas foster there's a uh, 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 kind of a a plaza, kind of in the center of the hotel. Oh, right. Yeah. And you know, what I liked about it is that uh, there was a, a guy there who plays the music there yes. fairly mm -hmm. often. Yeah. And he's uh, been at it for a pretty long time. He's a real pro, great singer, great uh, uh, pianist. And I, I can't resist that. So I yeah. you know, pulled up and, and then it started getting 92 degrees or something. So. It was really yeah, nice. It was really, it was a nice evening. It was beautiful out on the patio. Everything about it was perfect. We heard the music from inside because we were too late to get a table inside. We were right on the other side of the piano. Oh, you were actually the other, other side of a glass. Well, that, that was the only place to sit because everything was taken. But um, in addition to the drink, I got some, I got a glass of, uh, of, Brits for eight dollars, which was really nice. And what for eight dollars? 
champagne. Oh, champagne, yeah, you can do and, that. Uh, and then we ordered a fried chicken sandwich. Speaking of fried chicken, we had a fried chicken sandwich and fries. Their fresh cut fries there are just fantastic. They better be. When we talked about poutine last week, and when you get them at Oxlot 9, they are drowned with a gravy, so they're not as crispy and perfect as these were. They had just the Parmesan on top and a terrific aioli, but the real showstopper on the table to me was the boudin balls. I have never had boudin balls like that. They were delicious. They were not boudin, which is, you know, different. usually like a liver and kind of gray on the inside and it's all melted together or mashed together. This was, this was chunky and it had meat spewing out of it. It was really great. Where are you coming across gray boudin balls? <laughs> well, no, the boudin balls, when they're boudin balls, they have a coating on them. And, but the boudin inside tends to be gray, doesn't it? No? Because it's livery? No? I don't want to tell you it's liver because that will ruin the boudin for you forever. No, that's okay. You ruined it last week when you told me that. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's really, this, this had some kind of like shredded meat and it. it. was really meaty. It was like a ball it, of... It seems like pulled pork to me. Whatever it was, it was really terrific. And it was served with a great aioli, and it was a fantastic uh, little happy hour that we had at Oxlot 9. Well, not Oxlot 9, it's Southern Hotel has yeah, the there, happy hour. There's something lately that uh, I used to just totally reject and never like. What's that? Uh, and uh, lately it's been reappearing pretty often. Uh, you know, the. Uh, it's an appetizer the size of a ball, a bit, about the size of yeah, a Yeah, boudin ball. A boudin ball. Yeah, boudin ball. Yeah. Wait, wait, there's another name for it. Boudin ball. Hmm? Balls of boudin. Ball. No, that's not it. No, that's, it's, it's boudin it's, balls. That's what it is. You could, you could go to restaurants all over the city, and you, you I don't think you'd see this word anymore. Okay. Uh, boudin balls. <laughs> That's a lot of help, a lot of help. But, uh, okay, we'll wait and somebody will cry. What, cry what's, what's inside uh, in. the balls? That's what I'm trying well, to oh, determine. That reminds me of something. You, you think about that. Yeah. I had so, pimento cheese inside balls. Um, so I told you that thing. I, I Google searched alligator gar oh, you did? Uh, uh -huh. last week. I can't remember why. I saw one kayaking and I was. Oh, you saw one? Yeah. They're huge. Wait. The fish. Yes. Okay. What else? Well, there's alligators where yeah. you kayak also. Yeah. <laughs> the real ones. <laughs> no, no. This is just okay. the fish. Uh -huh. And uh, someone had searched, or actually, I guess multiple people had searched. And this, this is the verbatim uh, question on Google. Is alligator gar good eating? Yes. Which I thought was hilarious. Um, Why? I don't know. I mean, that enough people actually typed into Google, is alligator gar good eating for it well, to be a frequently searched item? Well, you know, on that Unchartered show that I'm trying to get everyone <laughs> to watch, but no one wants to, uh, Gordon Ramsay actually said that Nutria was good eating. I wonder if that was just TV. Probably. <laughs> anyway, so I posted that on my Instagram story, and 
Michael Gottlieb responded to it. Oh, did he? Yes, Michael Gottlieb from uh, Anchor and Chifunkas. And he said we'll be on the show Friday. There's actually something called Garballs. Ah. And it's, I'll, I'll read you the description. Okay. It was rather horrifying. Well, there you go, Tom. There's balls in a gar, a gar in balls or something. Uh, you're getting closer. I we wish should have I a knew. show on okay. bald foods. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you never know. He said, basically, you clean the gar, strip the meat, grind it, add, add a sofrito, then make balls, bread, and fry. They're really good if made by the right person. Hmm. Maybe it's just the name. There what, is a alligator name. gar? No, gar ball. Well, it's yeah. going to turn up. Before the show is over, we're going to... If you have stories to tell us about bald foods, give us a call. 556-9696 is the number. Anyway, these were the best food and balls ever, ever, ever. And I had... Um, the day before or two days before that, I had pimento cheese balls at Pyre Provisions. Those sound good. Those were really Have good. Have I had, did we have those? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think they were doing pimento cheese in other ways, like a slab of grilled pimento cheese in the past. But now it's a bald food. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, um, I didn't see that one coming. And it's, <laughs> It's uh, rolled in breadcrumbs and deep fried and is served with a really good uh, aioli and some pickles, like little like, banana pickles. Pimento cheese ball really doesn't need any dipping. Well, maybe it didn't have dipping. I'm not sure. You're, you're just doing the word sure. aioli today. I'm, I'm not sure. I think there was something there, though. There's anyway. something there. Uh, if you're uh, listening to us and uh, you can hang on just a little while longer... There is this dish. It's a little appetizer. It's just a pickup yeah. ball-shaped uh -huh. kind of thing. Oh, it has what looks like a little tab off of it too, which is kind of strange. It's deep fried. Yeah. It has a, a, a more with the breading being actual bread because uh -huh. it had that toasted little clump. Mm -hmm. And then they fry it, and then the sauce is one of several different choices, uh, and they're always on your plate when you look at it and say. I don't want this. And then just keep on moving. Are you talking about a hush puppy? Hush puppy. That's oh, okay. it. Oh, wow. Another, another bald food. Probably <laughs> my favorite of the balls. We, we actually got a whole bunch of people to call us and, and tell us something. Yes. Yay. Bald food. That's the subject. Who knew we'd be Say going again, off in so that closer. direction? <laughs> I don't think I can. Oh. Hush puppies. Hush puppies. Yes. Where did you they not used like to be terrible, puppies? but now they're good. Everywhere I get them, they're good. I think they're, they're still terrible, but she loves them. Oh, uh -huh. you think they're at, terrible? At Anchor yeah. is where you can like the hush puppies. Yeah. It was more of a, it was like a cake texture. It was like a beignet. Okay, but I wanted a hush puppy. Well, I a know, hush but puppy I mean, is fried cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> but a beignet is not bad. It's maybe the terminology should be changed. Yes, from hush puppy to beignet. Yes, yes. Agreed. So someone wanting a hush puppy <laughs> won't be saying, what is this? This is a beignet. <laughs> Actually, it was good, though. The, I mean, I don't really like beignets or hush puppies. I mean, I'm a if in the bald food world. I'm a food and ball and a pimento cheese kind of girl. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six. Save us from ourselves if you would like to chat. Yeah. Yes, yes. If that can be a category. Yes. Mm, it can if it wants to be. I just I've never thought of it that way before. So uh, thanks yeah. for.
providing me that so I can think of something else besides in my rich layer of uh-huh. uh, goober complexity. Dust. <laughs> <laughs> goober dust. There I think, you go. What was that other Don't word? mess with that. That's not a ball food. Go ahead, my, No. <laughs> I love it though. Okay, five five six nine six nine six. Yes, pimento cheese balls at Pyre Provisions. If you have not had them, they're excellent there. We also had um, we had a good meal over the weekend. We actually, it's been a well. Aren't they all sort of big eating weekends? I mean, that is, I guess, what happens when your business revolves around food. But um, we have had a big eating weekend. If you have also had a big eating weekend and would like to talk about it, we'd love to hear about your 4th of July and what sort of foods you had there. There was, I'm sure, a lot of grilling around. Um, we did our own, and I would say what it is, but <laughs> the red beater here will say, what? Please don't, don't admit that we did. You know my thoughts. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you, she gave me a pass. She said, you can't actually just put Creole seasoning on the pork ribs, and that is what I did. But we did do other things. As a matter of fact, we did something that I, I am going to be paying for for a long time because I have a major burn on my arm from the uh, baked beans that I made, which didn't turn out nearly good enough to have a giant burn on your arm. 5569696 is the number. If you'd like to chat with us, we're here for you. You're listening to WGSO. We'll be right back. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Jack and Allie Cousins launched their eponymous brand from a case of Creole tomatoes Allie's dad dropped off one day. The line of Cousins salad dressings has expanded since then to include blue cheese dressing, a fresh salsa, an olive oil and herb vinaigrette, as well as the famous Creole tomato. Made in small batches to ensure perfection, these dressings are all natural and made from the finest ingredients. Need a quick dip? They're great for that too. Cousins salad dressings at grocery stores all around town, refrigerated in the produce section. See the full line at CousinsProducts.com. Tito's Ceviche and Pisco Bar is a great little place on Magazine Street, serving cuisine not much seen in New Orleans. Peruvian food and Pisco, the national drink of Peru, with six different kinds of ceviche made from only local seafood and Pisco. You'll also find more familiar things like beef tenderloin tips and duck confit. Tito's Ceviche and Pisco Bar, 5015 Magazine Street, 267-7612. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, I'm going to go ahead since I'm just sitting here and put some ice on my burn, which is going to be with oh. me for a long time. This is what I do to... To, to get content for the newsletter and the website. So I decided to uh, succumb to the relentless teasing from our daughter about the kinds of things that we grill. I 
wouldn't. Yes. And so I decided that I'm going to do make the cornbread from Frank Brightson's uh, little booklet, which we did. And then, well, you did. And then I made the perfect rice, which was a little less than perfect, but that's because I'm getting really cocky about the perfect rice now and I didn't pay that much attention to the recipe. But I also went back to uh, the, um, the uh, groove yard of forgotten favorites and, um, and pulled out from the home, cook home cooking sampler the baked beans recipe that we used to do 20 years ago when we mm. cooked brisket for the school that oh, the kids I didn't went know to. You did baked beans with that. Yes, we did. And it took us like all day to do it. Oh. And we used to make these gigantic pans of, of uh, huh. baked beans. I don't remember that part. The, the menu was coleslaw and it was baked beans and it was it was brisket and so Sharon and I used to just go like at seven in the morning and start the the beans off it was a massive project anyway I hadn't made it in the normal amount we doubled and quadrupled it for every pan that we did because we served like hundreds of pounds of that stuff so this was the first attempt to make it just straight out for a small family and it was lackluster. My burn, however, is not lackluster. It is, it is pretty impressive. Anyway, what happened was I tried to put the, I was cooking the, the beans on the big green egg along with, oh, we tried the sausage from Double D. Oh, that was good. That was crazy. The jalapeno cheddar. I have always shied away from cheese stuffed sausages. It just seems, I don't know, sinister. <laughs> <laughs> so I just tried it to be sociable, but it was good. It was really good. It yeah. was. Yeah. Very spicy. And really but, good. But not in, it was like, it was a normal sausage spice. It wasn't like a jalapeno flavored spice. It was just good. It, yeah, it just was just plain good. old good. So I went and got some of the Double D sausage that we've been advertising, and I got the hot, the regular hot, which wowed me at our friend's house a month ago. And then since we've been advertising the new jalapeno cheddar, we tried that. And it was really great. There was no, like yellow cheese peeking out from the sausage, yeah. which would offend you, right? It would have, it actually did when I was turning it in the grill, I poked it and there was like a little, a little cheese oozing from the side and I thought, oh, this is, yeah, this is not going to be good, but it was. So then what happened though was I think that the cheese in the sausage, when it's grilled, melts and makes the sausage, it improves the consistency of the sausage. Not that it needed improvement, but I may, I think it lends a, an extra dimension of greatness to it. I thought it was You great. liked that sausage too, didn't you? Mm -hmm. The sausage over the weekend? You were going to eat it every two and a half minutes, so I think... Yeah, the sausage that I we had over the weekend for the 4th yeah. of July. Yeah. yeah you, actually, you never um, did make it to the pork, the pork ribs. I you did had get only the pork the ribs, but I kept thinking about... Uh, uh, another big, uh, but it was in. 
It's not beef, Tom. We did not do any beef on the grill over the weekend. Yes, we've been trying to convince Tom of this. Go ahead. Yes, there was no beef, but we have some great sausage. And so the beans, I I didn't want to cook them in the oven for some stupid reason because I'm looking at my burn. So I had it on the um, on the big green egg, and then when I took it off to bring it inside for some inexplicable reason. it sort of shifted and the pot, which was a stainless steel pot, um, made its mark. That will be around for a while, I think. Five five six nine six nine six. So we had a lot of great eating over the weekend. And then I, I decided to um, to keep, you know, kind of explains my eating philosophy, which is really unfortunate. And I don't know if if anyone else has this problem, but they probably wouldn't admit it anyway. So when I was in seventh grade, my mother used to cut our hair. There were a whole bunch of us in the family. And she cut some bangs and they were crooked. And so then she fixed it and then they were crooked the other way and then they kept being crooked and they it kept continuing on until the bangs were about an <laughs> were about an inch from my um from my scalp and i i i liken that story to food that hangs around like so now we made the perfect rice so then we made some lima beans or i made some lima beans to go with the leftover of the perfect rice so there was some leftover macaroni from early in the week so then i had to i had to make some mac and cheese so i did that but then there wasn't enough macaroni for the cream so then we had to boil some more macaroni and so then it just keeps going on and on and on like that does anybody else have that weird problem no and I think you need to watch your terminology. We did not have to do any of these things. Yes. Well, no, you do have no. to. I do because I have this little problem. But anyway, this is how food gets repurposed over and over again. But then you never actually get to zero. You never actually get to where all of the food is gone at the same time. This is a real problem for me. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, you, you live here, so you know. Yeah. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six is the number if you would like to blather on about food with us as we always do. That's what we're doing. And yeah, we don't you're even... always welcome. Yeah, we would love to have you. Show me another one around anywhere in America that puts out something like this for everybody. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's a reason why? I was just going to say. I haven't thought about it hard enough. (laughs) Anyway, yesterday we made an attempt because we were uh, free for the day. And uh, Tom, you and I made an attempt to go down to uh, Restaurant des Familles. Oh, the weather yesterday. The the rain was coming down. Buckets and buckets. Yeah water yeah it was it was we we got lost 15 times no we weren't lost but anyway uh we were going down there we had made a reservation through open table and it took so usually open table is i wonder how much that's happening just with everyone yeah making changes yeah right i'm sure it is happening yeah Yeah. because they can't just 
Yeah. It's probably all in the system already. Yeah. And so it's probably a good idea to do something we didn't do, which was just call the restaurant. So uh, we get all the way down to the lower part of Barataria, not quite into Lafitte yet. And I was late. We were late for the reservation because the weather was so bad. So I did what I should have done in the beginning, which was call the restaurant. And they had a recording saying they were closed for the 4th of July weekend. So we, um, we went to, we, we called, I decided to start calling around. So we called Tony Mandina's, they were closed also. And then um, I checked just in case Mosca's was open, they were closed as well. So then we wound up coming back to Boulevard, which we had seen on Clearview on the way down, because Boulevard has expanded now. That place is going to really expand a lot. I think that one is going to become like a a chain chain, don't you think? I can see it. Yeah. It certainly has that look about it. Yeah. The new one does. Yeah. Well, I not, like it, though. Not, oh, I do, too. I do, too. But it was... Uh, it's the new one that took over the space that was La Madeleine in Elmwood, and we passed it on the way down across the Huey P. Long Bridge, and it looked really good, and we thought, you know what, we could maybe go here some other time, but then on the way back, it became something that we decided to do, and then it became really complicated, and it was a, it was a driving adventure. We went to Boulevard. Dance. They had a... I know, yeah. They had, a, especially in the rain, and they had a thirty-minute wait. So then we called Sounds Station good. Six. Oh, we decided we looked up online Station Six because we were going to go over there, and it said that they were open. So then we drove to Station Six and discovered they were closed. So then we went back to uh, Boulevard, and that's where we wound up eating. We had a really good meal there. Did you like that, Tom? Lunch at Boulevard yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We that had, was that was uh, satisfying. It was good. Well, yeah. I thought you really liked the the fish. You had the fish with the crab. That, oh, that was really something. Yeah, Tom was was gushing about that the whole time. They had Boulevard. For those of you that are not familiar with it, is one of the many restaurants in the Creole cuisine concept. What's the name and, of it again? Uh, Creole Creole cuisine restaurants. Um, Boulevard. Boulevard. Actually. Yes. It's got sort of an American theme to it. The whole thing, it's like American, very American. American going back yeah, it's to very American. 1952. Yeah. Anyway. That's um, what it looks like. They took over the space on Veterans Highway that was Houston's and frankly didn't do a whole lot to it. I like that space though. I love that so space. Why, why would you? I love that space, yeah. Is the new one? But when I mean not a lot to it, they didn't really do a lot to the menu either. The menu oh. sort of mirrored Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they kept a lot of things that were on the menu and put their own spin on it. But it was, I mean, it's an American menu is what it is. It's yeah, just, it It's was. a very American restaurant with American food. So um, this one is is new and it's it's got the new look to it. It's really nice. Carrots, the it's most a, delicious carrots uh, I think I've yes, ever eaten. Yes, Tom was really, really? thrilled yeah. with the carrots. Where were they? Covered with maple syrup. Ah. <laughs> and uh, they, they also had green peas, which says, okay, big deal, who does that? Yeah. 
the answer is everybody always eats if you eat uh, peas at all you're eating peas and a perfectly green topper and you look at it and it's, it looks like a piece of uh, maybe English peas are the real peas, hot yeah, thing something now. Something like ridiculously perfect. And here it is in this American style. But I thought it was very well done. Whoever yeah. figured that out did yeah. a good job. Yeah. We have more to say we'll about that. We will some talk more some more about that when we come back. Uh, you're listening to WGSO, New Orleans. It is coming up on 3 o'clock. We would love to chat with you. If you would like to talk to us, the phone number is 556-9696. We do not have a guest today, so it's just us. If you have wondered about whether or not you could call us, we think that you should. So please do that when we come back right after news from the Louisiana Radio Network. This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows telling reporters, when you look at the facts, when you look at really what we're we're dealing with, a, a lot of these cases are asymptomatic. Additionally, when we look at a population of over 325 million people uh, and what we're uh, looking at, uh, those statistics would indicate uh, about 102 percent, you know, when when that 99 percent came, it came from actual numbers. And the Supreme Court has unanimously affirmed the constitutionality of a faithless elector laws that allow states to fine or remove electoral college members who failed to vote for the presidential candidate they were pledged to support. The 8-0 to zero ruling came down on Monday. This is USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Mayors in big cities such as Seattle, Los Angeles, New York City, and Miami are now acknowledging that weeks of anti-police protests and riots may have contributed to the surging coronavirus rates. Many of these mayors are not even asked about the protests leading to the spike in coronavirus, and according to Republican Senator from Florida, Marco Rubio, this is why people don't trust the media. Why would people trust the media that will shame them for going to the beach for not wearing a mask in public, but betrays a mob of white anarchists attacking African-American police officers as just frustrated racial justice activists. Twitter and Facebook are bowing to China and refusing data requests from Hong Kong officials after a national security law was imposed by China on the region. The law is aimed at opposing the ruling of the Communist Party in China and gives Beijing the power to silence protesters in Hong Kong. This is USA Radio News. Working from home, I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bills. 
Here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide and seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at umove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. During Monday's White House press briefing, the press chose to focus on President Trump's tweet regarding Bubba Wallace and NASCAR instead of focusing on other more newsworthy issues. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany ends the daily briefing by saying, Finally, I'd end with this. You know, I was asked probably 12 questions about the Confederate flag. Uh, this president's focused on action, and I'm a little dismayed that I didn't receive one question on the deaths that we got in this country this weekend. I didn't receive one question about New York City shootings doubling for the the chance of showers tapered off tonight. Good chance of early evening thunderstorms. Overnight, early in the morning, a spotty storm or shower, a possibility. Throughout the morning, increasing the scattered and then becoming likely again with the peak of the heat. The afternoon, tomorrow, midday and afternoon, round to two of showers and thunderstorms. That'll cloud us over and uh, alleviate the heat. And this pattern is with us again on Sunday. Each day near 90, rain-cooled spots, overnight lows of muggy 70s to low 80s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts and warnings. Lathering on about food. 556-9696 is the number. So at Boulevard yesterday, I got the grilled artichokes, which I have to say do not thrill me as much as the ones at Houston's. Although they're still good because it's hard to beat an anything artichoke. Yeah. You like Houston's? I do like Houston's. Hmm. That makes one of us. <laughs> no, it makes two of us. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Tom, I have to say, I think you're in the minority. I think most people like Houston's, even gourmets. As a matter of fact, I had a friend who um, was probably one of Emerald's best customers who divided his time between Emerald's and Houston's. So... I think people, I think Houston's definitely does clear the bar with, it's just good American food is what it is, you know? And I like the atmosphere too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which one do you like the one in Metairie better? The, I mean the old Houston's in Metairie, which is now Boulevard or the one downtown? No, I like the one downtown. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the atmosphere in Metairie because you can sit in those booths along the kitchen and I, I don't know that if I've sat there since it's been Boulevard, but I, I definitely do. I mean, it's dark. That's the predominant theme there. It's just dark. Well, the whole vibe is like a mid-century oh, that, bar. That was what was interesting about Boulevard. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because the Houston's chain, which started in Los Angeles, 
has a decidedly mid-century vibe to it, mm -hmm. especially that one in Napa, Santa Monica. A lot of them. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's a very mid-century thing. But the one in Santa Monica is particularly mid-century. The one in Beverly Hills, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That one really right. is. And there's, there's right. another one. Where was it? Oh, um, Houston or Dallas. Where's the place with the something Oaks? That is, well, there's both that oh, River Oaks. River Oaks. Oh, we're yeah. famous for that. Yeah. Yeah. River Oaks? I can't remember. Okay. Anyway, there's one in there. Uh -huh. Dallas. It was Dallas. That's not that's not an Oak shopping center though. There's River Oaks and then there's I'm trying to think of that name. I think it's university. It's university. Was that a Houston's that you went to? I think it was. It, yeah, it was still down in uh Nupa. No, not Nupa. Napa. Napa, excuse no. me. Mm -hmm. Napa, and it was a very busy place. That whole area is. Well, that's why you know why, Tom, because everybody likes Houston. So that's why it's busy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's. I'm sure that's true. But anyway, yesterday I was intrigued by that, and I meant to mention that to you as a mid-century aficionado. Wait, what was at, at at Boulevard yesterday? What about it? So, what makes the mid-century look at the ones that were put up? I guess in the 80s, uh, the Houston's, uh, or maybe it does go back to the 60s. Maybe that's why it is mid-century. But yeah, the original. Yeah, but anyway, um, it's the it's the birch plywood walls, and it's it's gorgeous. Well, the one yesterday that we went to kept the mid-century look, but the it's not plywood; it's tile. It was really kind of cool. They had like plaid floors that were tile and the same kind of, you know, I, I guess leather booths. Anyway, it was very mid-century. So Houston's has the grilled artichokes, which are better. They're definitely better. These were toastier and they had a great aioli that went with them. <clears throat> they were kind of shriveled up. You can have all and then, mine. Well, yeah, I know, because you don't really like to eat artichokes. Oh, They're kind of a lot of trouble. They are a lot of trouble. Artichokes, yeah. I like, okay, it's it's uh, mm. the restaurant you're talking about. Uh, uh, like Houston's? It. Houston's, yeah. yeah. Okay. They, they uh, I, I liked them for a while because right after Hurricane Katrina, yeah, they came in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> yeah, moving up on the microphone. Oh, that was yeah. When when I, uh, I was looking around, which was sort of my job those mm. days, and I, uh, they they were there. Houston's. Uh, 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 Houston's. Uh -huh. Were they open? They were open. Uh -huh. They were not calling themselves that name though. They took that mm, name away, oh, and then they no. brought it back. No, that was pre Katrina, wasn't it? I don't know when they no. did that, but there are a lot of Houston's that are not called Houston. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. They're all Houston's. But. Uh, but they uh, apparently play each. What was uh, the name of that place? I know where. I know exactly. It was a where seafood. It was a, it was seafood. a seafood oh, place. Does anybody remember the name of that? The the Houston's that is Gulf now. Gulfstream. Thank you. Gulfstream. Yeah. I do remember that. I have Did no you idea. Ever even go there? You never no. set foot in that place. And I would have gone How there. How long was that? It was pre-Katrina. It was within like two or three. I think Gulfstream was pre-Katrina. Uh, uh, I. I think Until you're wrong. Actually. Really? You think it's post Katrina? I think it became Gulfstream after Katrina when they reopened. I think they reopened I, as Gulfstream. I think either you're right or it's very close. Yeah. To it. 
All right, who knows the actual answer to this? Houston's aficionados out there. Did the Houston's that came Gulfstream, did that transition happen before or after Katrina? Oh, and then when did it become Houston's again after Gulfstream did not do so well? And I wonder why, because I'm sure it was pretty good. Uh, the, the, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons, but there are none. I'm of surprised them. that you ever went to Gulfstream more than once. Did you go, go more everything. than once? I'm, I yeah, no, everywhere. but did you go more than once to Gulfstream? Uh, yeah, I probably went there two or three times because one of the things I like there is that they had uh, a trio that they was, was doing some great uh, music. Uh, and, uh, and, and I thought you were talking about a fish. Have, I didn't even have the volunteer. <laughs> and I and they gave and they uh, told me to come over and, uh, and sing. sing with them. Oh, well, that, in that case, it. you went there yeah. way more than two or three yeah, times. Yeah, I am sure. Well, why yeah. not? You know, know. Like, trying to make the, the world happy I in these know. dark, dark times. Yes. Well, it wasn't. Well, I would say they weren't so dark then, but um, but I guess during Katrina they kind of were. Anyway, so I had the uh, the grilled artichokes, and I had um, a salad after that, and you had a delicious redfish dish. We have a caller. Let's go to the call. Hi, John. Hey, uh, I think the name of the seafood place that was briefly in that Houston's location on St. Charles is called Gulfstream, if I remember correctly. Right, yeah. We have that. The question is, was it pre or post Katrina? Oh. For some reason and when did it, it change? After, but but that's not okay. maybe not be uh, true. I also just wanted to correct you on one thing. The um, original Houston's location was in Nashville, Tennessee. The original, original? Yeah, I think that that is a ring. No kidding. So, yeah. yeah, I think it was sometime in the mid seventies. Uh, but they are, uh, as far as I know, I think they're based on in the LA somewhere in LA, the headquarters. Yeah, I it's definitely it got an LA to, connection. Yeah. Yeah, I think it changed. To, the original one was acquired by somebody, and then somebody acquired that. Uh, that kind of situation. And also on the fried chicken topic, I was watching something last night and they were telling the story about Colonel Sanders. And one thing I didn't know was that uh, he had a gas station in a town or an area called Hell's Half Acre, Kentucky. And he had a, a beef with a competing gas station. I don't know if they sold fried chicken also, but there ended up being a shootout and somebody from the other gas station killed one of Colonel Sanders' guys. So oh, that literally. gas station shut down. So that helped Colonel Sanders. He kind of had a monopoly on chicken and gas in that area. Wow. That's, so you weren't talking literally. I wasn't sure that you were saying it. So, wow, that is interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, according to this show, it was on the History Channel, Colonel Sanders shot a guy from the other gas station, but he just winged him. He didn't kill him. So he didn't do any time, but the other guy apparently uh, oh, wow. did, did like the. Uh, was this party. over gas or chicken? I, I came into it when they were talking about him fooling with the pressure cooker. I thought it was about a combination of gas and chicken, or maybe it was gas <laughs> and food. I know, I know he was doing the chicken, but there was always a weight. He couldn't get it out fast enough. That's when he started fooling around with the pressure cooker. And apparently it exploded a few times before he got it perfected. Yeah, I would wow. imagine. 
Yeah. Wow. So, well, I'm going to have to yeah, pay more attention to the that, History yeah. Channel. That, look for that. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, Henry, did you get his number? Because we have stuff to give away, and I, I like interesting calls like this. So, um, okay. All right. Great. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Is he gone? Sounds I think like so, but Sounds who like knows? he's gone. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Love interesting calls like that. Me too. Uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to look up that history channel. There was something that I was watching on the history channel that I thought was really really interesting, but it was it's a British thing and you know how I like my British things. 5569696 we'll take a break and we'll be right back after these messages. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. There's a new restaurant in the Warehouse District offering the fresh and fun flavors of the Caribbean and delicious tastes of New Orleans. Nola K features the best of both regions with dishes like tuna ceviche, red curry shrimp, freshly shucked oysters, cumin spice strip steak, and desserts like caramel flan, tres leches, and key lime pie. And signature cocktails like the Bloody Jerk using their house-made mix. Nola K, 898 Barone at St. Joseph, nolak.com. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they the, seem. The one in, uh, Any on, of them. On, the north, on the North Shore. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're having time. We're back on the air there. <laughs> we're having a good well, conversation about dinner we're, tonight. We're just talking about food. We're trying there. to decide if we're going to Copeland's tonight, which I recommend to anyone because... They have 15% off on the um, Al's Famous Spicy Herbal Chicken and on a Cosmopolitan. And they would like you to take that 15% that you saved and donate it to the Al Copeland Foundation for Cancer Research, which will be matched by the Al Copeland family of restaurants. It, great work that they're doing with LSU Partnership on immunotherapy. Great stories. Anyway, let's go to Steve from Mandeville. Hi, Steve. Steve in hey, Mandeville. How's, how's your Creole tomatoes and your Creole Absolutely tomato dressing? wonderful. I apologize. I didn't even know Greg Reggio was on. I called in before I even listened to the show the other day to tell you all that I had picked them up and Greg Reggio was on. So I had to think of something quick to talk about because I didn't want to look like a fool. You know, I do that on my own. <laughs> Uh, and you get that guy, he said, he winged him. <laughs> what? He said Colonel Sanders winged him. Oh, yeah. That was an guy. interesting uh, call. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, I gave six of the jars away. I got 12 jars of salad dressing and 18 tomatoes. So a few of my neighbors got a jar of salad dressing and two tomatoes, and four of them had never tasted it, and I had never tasted it. Oh. So Allie did exactly right. All four of those called me up and said, this stuff is fantastic. It really is good. She'll be delighted to hear that. It is I put fantastic. it on my Cheerios this morning. It was outstanding. <laughs> well, you've got enough of it, that's for sure. <laughs> i got six jars right now, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, it keeps it, in the refrigerator for a while. Yes, yes. Yeah. But it good. is good. And, good. Uh, if, you so wanna, you, we, if you want to know how to use some of that stuff, at 6 o'clock on Wednesdays, Allie and her daughter... Do right. a live broadcast on their Facebook page right. using recipes. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Okay. I just you might um, know that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably check it out. But man, you could just use it just about it anyway. I've already used it at chicken salad. We just uh, yeah cut up the tomatoes and use that for a little bit of dipping sauce there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a dip. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff it's, for sure. Absolutely. So I hear, I hear you got the red beans with you. I do. Yeah. Yes, I'm here today on Monday. Got to be here. Oh, okay. So, what days are you going to be there? Oh, I don't know. I'm just in and out. Oh, okay. But I guess Monday. Monday should be standard. Yes. For the well, Red Bean Gallery. Yes. So the big bucks are paying. You ought to be there every day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, keep on rocking. Well, that that was it. What was the purpose of your call? I'm trying to decide if you're just reporting on the tomatoes or what. Yeah. Or just yes, you. yes. I was just like okay. I said. I called in in the middle of Greg Reggio and uh, Friday, and I felt mm. a little. Yes, that was a wild show. Yes. Yeah, it was between all of his people that he had calling him, but I guess he had him on a three way or something. <laughs> those, those other people that were calling in, like his brother-in-law and stuff like that. No, it's like a, it's kind of like this is your life, Greg. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So they're keeping Zia's open, correct? There you go. That's right. Anyway, yeah. all right. Thanks for calling, right. Steve. Later. Always. All right. Bye bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you'd like to chat with us, we would love to do that with you. Uh, subject is food. Steve, as it just, always has been. What? Steve, you just talked to his blind. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, thank you. As though that is huh? in some way important. Yes. I mean, uh, thank you, Tom. Yes, correct. All right. Uh, something to think about. It. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a musician. He's a musician. Yeah, he's a musician from way back in the day. Yeah. Eh? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like a traveling, like a, like a really successful musician. Yes. Yeah, it is very interesting. Anyway, uh, okay, so that's uh, back to the Boulevard report. Then um, I had a salad that I shouldn't have gotten because even though it was a good salad, it was um, just a salad. And they I got a wedge there, though. Yeah, they do have good food. I thought the yeah. food was really good. So uh, I got a. <laughs> no, we've moved on to Boulevard. You can stop being sour. <laughs> I got the roasted garlic dressing at first, but didn't really care for that and replaced it with the blue cheese, which was good. They had about eight or nine different dressings there that were all, I think, good. And you had, Tom, a redfish with crab meat, which you were 
extolling the virtues of, but mostly also about the carrots with the peas. It was an old-fashioned dish. It's an old-fashioned dish. Yeah. And peas, uh -huh. just normal peas, yeah. they're very, very right. green. Yeah. And almost freaking like uh, like they were like green peas. Yeah, it was a cartoon or something. Uh -huh. But uh, if you go back in time, you know, and we all can do that. Uh -huh. uh, you find that people who ate then would get on the porch of their yes, mm -hmm. and they would sit down there. All the people yep. who lived there, and they would sit there and uh -huh. they would peel basically the peas uh -huh. one at a time. There's a word for that. I can't think of it. Shelling peas. Shelling peas. Uh -huh. That's exactly it. It'd be like a coffee clatch or a a, uh, a quilting bee. And it's something to see. I mean, it's the, the When have you ever seen anyone sit on a porch and... Three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> when have you ever seen anyone sit on a porch and shell peas, Tom? Uh, a, a, a couple of times. One of them in the obvious time where you would run into them is in the, let's see, western, south, uh, where are the people? You know, I bet you seeing people shell peas is Stan in his Stan? travels across the country. Yes, he sent me his dinner is last night. Is that some sort of rural activity? I don't know. Pea shelling? I don't know, but it seems like it is. And if you're in a trailer park, um, maybe that's where... Uh, it's maybe the that's thing, where... it comes from the people who make uh, May, wait, they, they, they make river run. Uh, Refrigerators, and one of them is the uh, bird's eye people. Birds or something like that, and they. Yeah, all, I don't think these were frozen peas. They, they I don't think in, anyone was shelling them in the back, but I think I they're, yeah. But anyway, the, what interested me was the carrots were very, very thinly sliced, very thinly sliced. Sweet. With the well, they were drenched in maple glaze, Tom. That's why huh. maple glazed carrots is what they were called. I know you like You're your maple. You're probably right. Syrup. I. I I don't want to think what was that. on the menu, maple glaze. But it was very good yeah. anyway, no matter what it was. Yeah, it was so good. you had a plate of maple glazed carrots with peas yeah. and a grilled redfish with um, was a salad in with there. and, uh, and was crab meat on top. They, yeah. they have the idea. We did some uh, grilled uh, redfish, came out wonderful. It's like pan sauteed, yeah. Yeah, and but the, it was all doing Tom the way. Tom ate so much of this. It was almost like you were going to lick the plate, Tom. No, I'm serious. Yeah. It was like every single smidge on that plate was eaten, which is something unusual for you. Were the peas and carrots in the same dish? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was maple glazed peas and carrots. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was so good that Tom was, um, Tom asked for bread and got some grilled ciabatta, which was good. God bless you. Yes, thank you. And um, and I was kind of expecting you to use the bread to just mop up the whole plate because you really, really liked it. And then we ordered oysters, but that was later in the game, but we didn't get them because we ordered them later in the game and then yeah. we canceled them. But you did get a dessert. Yeah. I did. It was a great dessert. Which was, you loved also. And uh, very, very heavy with the... Walnuts, uh, nuts, and uh, syrup, <laughs> I, uh, I, and um, also it was an apple cobbler. It was an apple cabbler, walnut cobbler. cobbler. Really. Yeah, all of that was good. And uh, cinnamon with me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we had a I, delicious scoop of 
vanilla bean haagen ice cream on it. And it, I was wondering if they were making their own ice cream, but it was haagen It was, I mean, it was good. It was like loaded with walnuts. They only had two choices of desserts. One was a walnut brownie and the other was an apple walnut cobbler. So they had a lot of walnuts in the house. Brownie was probably good though. I know it was good. I mean, I didn't try it, but I wanted you know, to try it. I haven't had a good brownie Sunday in a while. Had I known that I was coming home to a big vat of mac and cheese, I would have just gone for it then. But I was and good I up to that, that you were point. coming home to a big vat of mac and cheese, I would have run away. I was good. I was really good up to that point. And then I just sort of snapped with the mac and cheese later in the evening. Anyway, that was a good a good lunch at Boulevard. It was um, it was it was really good American food. It was not brilliant, you know, it's one of these things good where it's not me. brilliant. <laughs> But it was good. And there was Absolutely. nothing, not a single thing wrong with it. It was almost $100, which was kind of a lot. With the tip, it was kind of a lot. Because, I, I mean, that wasn't that much food. We Probably had essentially three courses. For us to go there this Four courses. <laughs> you think you got the peas and carrots? Yeah, no, the whole bad lunch of them. I can make you some glazed peas and carrots. Lord knows we have enough maple syrup in the house. Anyway, also, we ran into uh, Jamil from Maple Street Cafe. Yeah, he was we there did. with his family, we his did. two sisters who have been visiting since January because they are stuck here because they are flying across the globe and uh, and they are enjoying it. The whole family is having a good time. It was really nice to see him and very nice to talk to him. I want to have them, all three of them on to talk about He's Jordanian and so I would love to talk about the food that they know well. I mean, because Maple Street Cafe is sort of a Mediterranean place, and, and that's why I guess it's so good, because he knows the flavors of the Mediterranean, and, um, and also combined with has. New Orleans food. It's always been good. It's always great. It's really, really good. It's that, it's that combination of New Orleans and fresh flavors from the Mediterranean, but it was lovely to see him, and uh, it, we ran into several people, actually. It was good. It was a good little uh, a good little mm -hmm. trip. It was not what we expected when we left no. the house yesterday, but it was uh, very nice. And it was a very rainy day, and it was a lovely way to spend it. Really enjoyed yep. it very yep. much. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six is the number. It is Fried Chicken Day, National Fried Chicken Day, and our almanac is full of things having to do with chicken. The edible dictionary word of the day is chicken Kiev, but we do not have time to go into it. I do have time to say the rule number 866, no restaurant where eating fried chicken with a knife and fork seems to be called for by the surroundings will be a good place to eat fried chicken. Yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, there are lots of good restaurants with fried chicken, Furies being one of them. We'll be back after the bottom of the hour news. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Barnhart. Matt Doyle asked an LSU economist what the economic impact of holding fanless LSU football games would be. Lauren Scott says barring the nearly 100,000 fans from attending would really hammer the local economy. He says last year, game day spending over the course of the season added up. Just in the Baton Rouge area, we estimate about 50, almost 50 million bucks. And the LSU athletics budget would be slammed as well. Scott says football ticket sales, concessions, and parking generated over $35 million in profit, money that helps float the other sports that aren't nearly as profitable. That would be a major blow. I'm not sure how they would handle that. LSU officials have not made a call yet on whether or not fans can enter the stadium. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana adds just over 1,100 new COVID-19 cases today. The state reports 44% of those cases are coming from people 29 and younger. 98% of the new cases are from community spread. 
The daily percentage of positive tests is at 9.84%. From the LouisianaRadioNetwork.com newsroom, I'm Kevin Barnhart. Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing provide decades of dependability, and we stand behind our products. Hear from Mueller employees about how our customer relationships are built on integrity and trust. Mueller being around for 90 years shows that we stand the test of time for our customers. Trust is a gradual thing that's built. It's not something that happens just overnight. Mueller's done a, an excellent job of creating a culture where we, we care about the customer, we care about the products that we're, we're selling, and we want to be there for whatever they might need. The foundation of the Mueller culture is people helping people. Thanks to you, our customers, we've been privileged to serve our communities for 90 years. Visit us online today at MuellerINC.com. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. Five five six nine six nine six. We are still looking for someone who can definitively answer the question if Gulfstream predates Katrina or if it was what... You're right. I think you all are right. That Gulfstream is what they came back yeah. with after Katrina. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I feel like I remember wondering if they were going to back, like talking about it, and then seeing that they were coming back, and then realizing it's not really Houston's, and the soul-crushing disappointment. Yeah, but then they, they, they were at Houston's, and then they became Gulfstream, and then they returned it to Houston, right? right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I wonder why they, oh, I guess they did that because that was part of their arrangement when they started changing the name of all of them. Yeah. Well, I think it's actually a different concept. Well, it is a different concept. It's not that they just changed the name. Concepts are different. Yeah, that's true. I, I had no, dinner one night with a bunch of guys, and one of their, like, really into it in uh, the Napa Wine Valley uh, back uh, when, you know, 19... Back in the day. Back in the day. And uh, I, I started asking them because I thought our listeners and people who come here would be interested in that. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that they, their whole thing is put together to just pull the local people. Yeah. Or maybe I have it totally around. It's one or the other. Yeah. I think, I think the general rule of all restaurants is designed to pull people in for some reason, somehow, yeah. some way. And the, the more of them, the better, for sure. 
Anyway, let's see. You're, you're, this is kind of an interesting uh, edible dictionary today. It's chicken. Chicken. More chicken. Chicken Kiev is a deboned, pounded breast of chicken wrapped around a ball of butter mixed with herbs. What is, what is the one that has ham in it? I thought it had ham in it too. Ham for what? The butter is made into balls. Oh, more bald food. And frozen. The chicken is held tightly around the butter with the help of toothpicks. It's coated in flour, then an egg wash, then breadcrumbs before being browned in hot oil. After that, it is baked in the oven until done. If all goes well, the flavor is good. The dish is as much about the gimmick. Um, oh wait, no, if all goes well, when the eater cuts into the chicken, a gusher of herb butter flows out into the plate. Although the vogue for the dish is rarely seen in restaurants anymore, it's about the gimmick. Nobody is sure who invented chicken Kiev. It seems to have come either from France or, in a, or a French restaurant in New York. One thing is sure, it has no connection with its namesake, the capital of the Ukraine. I always thought that, which, what is it that I'm thinking of? Chicken? with ham and cheese rolled inside of it. Let's go to a caller. We have a caller. Hello. Alan. Oh, hi, Alan. Is it Alan? The Alan? Yeah. The Alan? I think it's the Alan. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Oh, hello there. Come on in. Bless his heart. Thank thank, thank you, Henry, for putting on my song. <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't want to be an inconvenience to anyone. Uh, I don't know how, how difficult it is to pull out my theme song every time I call because now that school is over, I'm going to be calling more often. Oh, um, good, Alan. I'm glad to hear that. Not a problem <laughs> at all, Alan. <laughs> it's digital, so it's pretty easy. Okay. <laughs> no, I love it. Never get tired of that song. Um, and, you know, I'm, I, you got me a little excited earlier, uh, Marianne. You mentioned uh, pork panko. Yeah, you have it? Do you have some of that? No, no, I don't. But I'm, I'm anxious to see if it's as good as uh, the actual uh, uh, pork, you know, pork rinds. Um, you know, I, 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 I can't imagine that it is because it will be freshly crushed, you know. Yeah, I, I there's so much I still need to do with uh, with pork rinds, and you really get some fancy uh, bags of pork rinds up here. Um, I know you had a guest on a couple months back, and I can't remember what company. It might be his pork rinds. I'm wondering because it's it's called Small Batch. It's called Small Batch. Actually, he has several pork rind companies. But I believe it's called Southern Recipe Small Batch. Well, he he may be the one that that the, uh, these varieties are, are are made by because they're kind of gourmet and yeah, they are you know, absolutely, and you can tell by the bag. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's just kind of a you know it's fancier. It's not a see-through plastic bag like uh, some chips and so forth. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, Gosh, it's, 
growing up in the South, uh, you know, a bag of pork rinds were always like, I don't know, 49 cents, and then it got up to 99 cents. Um, I bought a bag, um, maybe maybe uh, eight ounce for like four ninety nine, and that's the one that I made the oysters with. Um, and mm-hmm. pork lines really take on a whole different life <laughs> when you cook them. Yeah, really. Have you ever had? Um, and, uh, and, and and maybe Tom has at some point, because I know he's eaten in some some good New Orleans uh, soul food houses, uh, but pig's ears. Have you ever had pig's ears, Tom? Pig's ears. No, I don't think so. We've had pig's feet. Unless unless it's a joke. It might be a ghost. No, 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 no. It's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. No, I've never had one. No, we've had trotter before. Have you had trotters? Um, I have not. No? No. Yeah. You don't want to think about it, but they're good. And, and, and honestly, the only time I ever had cake ears was on the menu. Um, this is a guy that, uh, for a couple of years, he's, he's from New Orleans. I've, I've talked about him before. He, he's kept his food truck. He does uh, uh, New Orleans uh, food. He's the only one that, that's authentic up here in Seattle that, um, you know, he's a New Orleans boy. But he had a restaurant for a couple of years, um, and he had cake ears, fried cake ears. Uh, on it was the menu. fried? Uh, yes, it was fried. It was served also with a um, a cabbage, a, a slaw, if I remember correctly. Um, just really wonderful dish. But, um, you know, the reason I called, my ears perked, and maybe I missed it because uh, you had someone on I could hear in the background, but I had to tend to something, so I missed about 20 minutes. Uh, and then before I know it, uh, you were talking about Jamil uh, Kutab from... Um, uh, Maple, um, uh, Maple Street Cafe. Maple, Maple Street Cafe. And it occurs to me that a friend told me that his brother, uh, Car- uh, TJ, goes by TJ, and, and I know Tom knows TJ for years. He knew probably too, uh, Marianne. Uh, he used to be the matron of uh, Andrea, and then he opened uh-huh. up. Yeah. He had um, Petra's in. Um, in Metairie, I, I want to say in uh, not Bucktown necessarily, but um, not far from Cornax, I think. Um, right. It was. It was right next to. It was on Oak Lawn, right behind the Burger King in the old Beef Baron, which is now, I think, an urgent care clinic. Ah, right. Petra okay. still exists, though. Petra's out in Laplace. Ah, see, I thought Covington. So he is um, now. Have you been there? To to the Petra in Laplace? No. Yeah. Okay. No. It's but it's been going for a long time. He took over um, the Bulls Corner. Do you remember the Bulls Corner? Yeah. Yeah, the Bulls Corner at one point moved out to Laplace, and it's just like the only decent restaurant that was, you know, a good space out in Laplace, and now that's where Petra is. I see. Now, as I understand it, he does, um, I guess, a few dishes, uh, Middle Eastern dishes, but he 
basically his menu is pretty much just Louisiana, you know, good, good Louisiana cookie. When I say, I mean, it's yeah, both of those guys are from Jordan and they cook wonderful Louisiana food. But you can't call their restaurants necessarily Mediterranean. I mean, you know, they're they're not like, oh, this is a Jordanian restaurant or like like. No, no, no. It's it, but it's a combination. It's it's they're both the they've got the fresh Mediterranean flavors, you know, with the olive oil and the garlic and the the herbs and the white wine. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's something that you would see just along the coast in the Mediterranean, but it's got a New Orleans, it's got New Orleans spices to it. I see. Okay. And he's had Thanks for calling. Well, yeah, Wait, I, I just he's wanted not to going yet. Go ahead, what? So, TJ does have a place uh, and it's in Laplace. I just wanted to, uh, to check that and see if you've been there yet. But um, I have a friend that I keep in touch with on Facebook and she said the food is just wonderful and um i'm not surprised I'm not it surprised. is it's always been good everything those guys have done has always been great yeah well okay that's um that's all i got <laughs> okay alan i'm gonna leave you with a thought because this came to me while we were talking about the boudin balls imagine boudin balls rolled in pork rind crust instead mm. of breadcrumbs oh you know there's so much that <laughs> pork rind can you can use pork rind instead it's of breadcrumbs a I'm, pork I'm, bonanza no you had yeah. you did the, the the this pork rind thing is like the greatest thing i've been taught in a long time i mean i'm sorry i know that sounds really pedestrian but it's it's great. I love what the pork rinds, the fat that comes out of the pork rinds, seeps into the chicken or whatever else it is, and not only imparts a flavor, but it it moistens it. And it's I thought it was an exceptionally great find. Well, I'm I'm going to try your uh, the fried chicken. Did, did you have that on the website? The recipe that you used. You explained it to me, and it, essentially, I, I get it. It's it's, it's really simple. I mean, I, yeah. yes, it is, but it's not an official thing. It would have been on the uh, a report from the Ask the Chef segment, but it's super simple. It is um, like a cup of buttermilk and um, a beer. And I marinate the chicken in that for a couple hours, and then egg, and um, grinding these gourmet pork rinds. It's interesting that you mentioned that they're gourmet because when I look around the store and see that pork rinds are everywhere, they always look like a cheap little snack. But this guy has a gorgeous package, and they've got special flavors. And they really are a gourmet pork rind. I mean, I've never been a pork rind fan, but I really am now. And um, what what you do is you take, you know, you just smash them into what amounts to breadcrumbs, and you coat it. And then if you if it's not enough, I think I did it twice. I went back through the egg wash and did it again, made sure it all stuck on there. And then I cooked it at 350 in the oven, and it came out just like fried chicken. It was really great. Well, I'm looking forward to trying that, and I'll give yeah. you some feedback on that. But yeah, Good. it's um, yeah. <laughs>
All right, looking forward to hearing from you more, Alan. I'm glad you're calling. Take care. Well, thank you. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. We will be back with the food show after these messages. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. Hello, hello. Daniel, the gourmet cellist here. I'm big into coffee, and I've got Parrish Coffee keeping me company in lockdown. This is a great breakfast brew. I guess that's why they say wake up to Parrish. But it remains consistent throughout the day, robust yet mellow at the same time. I love this luxurious coffee, and I can't believe the price. With no idea how long we'll be locked down, it's a good thing I can order it online at parishcoffee.com. See the full lineup there and hashtag wake up to perish. The Pelican Club is one of the best restaurants that has ever been in New Orleans. Now celebrating 30 years, owner Richard Hughes offers a polished and more sophisticated version of all the classic New Orleans dishes with a modern twist like his signature seafood martini and Asian-inspired whole fried fish. This place just feels good to me, and the food is always superb. The Pelican Club 312 Exchange Place at Bienville, 523-1504. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. We are back. 5569696 is the number. Let's go to our caller. Hello. Hello, Hello. how are you guys? Hey. Hey. So let's talk about this restaurant again that was where Houston's was. What was the name of it? I, I remember it. I, I remember it because I didn't like it at all, the concept or anything. What Gulf Stream. Gulf Stream. Gulf Stream. That was the name. If my recollection is correct, that was, that was after Katrina, correct? Yeah, apparently I am absolutely yeah. incorrect. Uh, and yeah. somehow or another, I just had this lightning bolt. Oh, wait, it really is after Katrina. So, yes, right. we... We are all on the same page that it is what Houston's came back as after Katrina, but then it didn't last very long. It lasted about five years, maybe. Did it? Was it that long? Three oh, to five, no, two no, to no. five years? No. From what? No, to no, I don't even. I don't. I don't think it lasted oh. even two years. It was I don't a terrible think it concept. Really, really long. Yeah, it, it wasn't my favorite for sure. I remember coming back from Atlanta uh, on a trip and uh, said, boy, you know, I really want to go to Houston's. Houston's really put out some good food, especially salad. Okay, here's another, here's another gourmet, Tom, that's disagreeing with you. I yeah. agree. I think Houston's is good. Yeah, Who doesn't I, oh, love Houston's really, besides Tom? No, I think it's great. And I was very dis I remember being disappointed because we went there and then it was this new whatever, an ocean mist or whatever, Gulf Stream, whatever. Gulf Stream. Now I do have to now I do have to argue with you about their spinach dip. I don't know why you don't like the idea of the salsa and the sour cream with it. I think it's delicious. And when I make spinach dip at home, I always add those two condiments on the side. Always. Now do you do you when you eat it though, do you take a bite huh? of the salsa, sour cream, and the spinach dip all at the same time? Yeah, just you just put it. I just put it on there, or, or I'll dip it on my, you know, in, in my plate, 
and not not a lot of salt or a lot of sour cream, just just a little you know a smidgen as they'd say. Uh-huh. And it just it okay. elevates it. It gives it a different taste, and I think it's something to do with the with the textures. You have something hot with something crispy, and then you have something cool with it. So it just I think it I think it just works. Have you tried it, or you just don't like it? Like that. I probably tried it at one time, but it just seems a strange combination. And honestly, I've never been a particularly big fan of Houston's spin dip. That's not the thing that well, gets me at Houston's. Right. Oh no, my, fact, mine is definitely was, the salad. Ahead, what? What? Definitely the salad. Salad for me, Houston's. Well, you know what? Yesterday, I was I was really good up until I came home, and if I had not. If I had been able to foretell what was going to happen when I came home and caved and made a big vat of mac and cheese, I would have just blown it really <laughs> early on, and I would have gotten what you. I think is my favorite at Houston, which <clears throat> is their burger with a baked potato. And the other thing they do really well there is their club sandwich. They do a very oh, good Oh, you know, club. I saw that on the way out, and I thought, oh, you know what? i got to get one of those one time. It's it's really very good. It's an elevated uh, club sandwich. It's done. They have a I think a honey mustard on it. You don't have to uh-huh. get that. I think it comes on the side actually. So uh-huh. it's, it's it's really yeah. It's really pretty good. It's really good. Now the fries um, I, in Houston's are good, but they're not fresh cut. But they're they're the no. small thin ones that are certainly good enough. Yeah, no, they're 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 very good, and they do a really good fish fish as well. Uh, their salmon their salmon has always been really good because they put it on that grill, that uh, mm-hmm. wood fire grill. So it that's always been good. Yeah, their their grilled good? fish has always been great. Tom, yeah, even you really can admit good. that the grilled fish at Houston is good, can't you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, but, it's good. Yeah, the, I, I find the burger, which is not um, you know a brilliant gourmet burger, is just really good i like their i like their I think, lettuce on it and it's it, yeah. it's it's good i just like the whole thing I, but i think yeah. everything they do there is really fresh and that's why i think it's so many burgers it's, it's nothing it's simple but it's fresh which kind of makes it really good yeah no i like we it a lot have you been to boulevard have you been to boulevard yes yesterday yeah. and it's it's relatively the exact same food yeah yes, it is i have been yeah, it's it's, it's the same. I, I don't, do you think it's as good as Houston's? Because I wouldn't say no, I think it's as good as no, Houston's. No, 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 not at all. So if you if yeah. you want to go to Houston's, definitely go to the Saint. You know, go to Saint Charles. Right. Uh, de- yeah. Definitely. Uh, Saffron, I, think, Nola, I think Boulevard is a is a respectable second. Yeah, second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we did we did hit uh, Saffron. We got lucky and we hit Saffron Nola. Um, uh, when Friday night we went, mm-hmm. and it was as usual. It was just, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's something when you keep going to a place and you think it's great that time, and you go back again, and every time you go back, it's even better than the last time you were there. And uh-huh. that describes Saffron Nola. It's just, it's great. It's definitely one of my top five. Oh really? What are what are oh, you yeah. just out of five, curiosity? Five. What are your other four? By far, well, definitely Mr. B's. I, I would put Mr. B's right there at the top. Okay. Um, for casual, I always go to Mandina's. Love Mandina's. Uh, Restaurant Revolution, definitely, definitely a favorite. I mean, okay. I, I miss that terribly. If I could go tonight, I would. Okay. So um, yeah, I got a place for you that that I want you to I want you to come over and have dinner with us. Sure. Hasn't opened let, yet, let but know. it's right. 
Okay. I mean, would you would you get your sure. Uber driver and cross the lake? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You, you, you just let us know when. We'd love to meet you guys. This is going to be this is going to be something like revolution. It's it's oh, gonna be I do right know where you, I, I yeah, I do know of what you speak, yes. And I would love to go. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, they, they, they have a lot of toys in that kitchen. Chifunctas is going to be uh, a pretty mind-blowing experience. Well, if they've got lots of toys in the kitchen, I want to see them. I love kitchen toys. <laughs> <laughs> as, yes, as you, you do. Well, aware. we'll have to I arrange. Do. We'll have to arrange for a kitchen tour when you're there. Okay. I, I would love. And let me tell you, next time you go to Revolution, be sure to ask for the tour. I don't know if you've done that yet. Yeah, we've had the and tour. Were, we've had the tour. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a really cool little tour. So make it sure is. you do that next time you're there. Mm -hmm. It is. But I All think right, I think has more toys. Well, then I'm I'm I look I'm ready to go now. <laughs> you're I'll go on. Yesterday. Let's go tomorrow. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm all the way in. <laughs> they have their own tandoor oven. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and like, they're like cooking a, like. like they're cooking naan in there, but they're also cooking <clears throat> lamb in there, and they're they're mm. gonna they're gonna do some really crazy stuff. Yeah, you know we were, yeah. we were good this weekend. That is the first time we ever went to Saffron Nola that we did not get any orders of garlic naan, which is yeah. one of those things that once you start eating it, you can't yeah. stop eating. It, yeah, you know. How's the tamarind it's, shrimp there? Delicious. My wife had that uh, as an entree. I think. Mm -hmm. No, no, she didn't have the tamarind shrimp. The tamarind shrimp are, are good. They're not my favorite. Shannon, what is the shrimp that you get? The Bombay shrimp is what she likes. Okay. The Bombay shrimp are very good. I'm not really – the tamarind may be – that may be my least, thing, my least favorite thing on the menu, the tamarind shrimp. Oh, really? Now, the oysters okay. – yeah, the oysters are delicious too. They do um, – You know, it's funny. We pulled the, something out of the pantry – just mm -hmm. two days ago, which was a chutney from Saffron Nola that we're going to use on our ham this this Thanksgiving. Oh, that's good. That's which good will be stuff. here before we that. know it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, the the days are running into each other, and who knows? You know, I you're know. right. We're already halfway halfway through the year. I know. That's just know. unreal. In so and many it's places, a really I've unreal year it. too. <laughs> that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna get it together. We're we're gonna we're gonna make this work. It'll all be good. Okay. You know. I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> hold me to it. It's got to. It's got to. It's got to get better. So. Yeah, true. All right, guys. All right, take, take care. care. Let, let, let me know when you want to go. We're in. Okay, well, it's not open yet, but I'll, I'll no, I'll definitely whenever, yeah. touch on it. That's fine. All right, okay, thank you. Talk to you later. Thank you. That was Don, the gourmet neighbor, who uh -huh. everyone should have as their neighbor. Well, he keeps a lot of a lot of time. He, uh, he cooks for people, knocks for on their guys. door, and, and just goes away. Yep. <laughs> but then there are also the other uh, versions where they all get together, and he appears to be one of these people whose life you like to just sort of latch onto because it's so fun. Yeah. Anyway, people like that are good and inspirational, I would definitely say. We have come to just about the end of the show here, and uh, it's I didn't even get halfway through your almanac, Tom, but there's nothing really mind-blowing no, there there is something about the birthday of george w bush but yeah, yeah. I, and i think it's funny that uh today in uh 1948 i think that he is the pork rind guy i think pork yeah. rinds were his big thing so it's funny that we it's his birthday today because we were talking a lot about pork rinds 
Anyway, time to start cross-promoting on all of our platforms. I know how you love that. Yes. Yes, I know. Anyway, if you missed any part of the show, or if you would like to share it with someone, please do because um, we have fun here, and we want this to be a respite from all the bad news out there. And maybe somebody you know would like that as well. So please share the show. Uh, we have podcast on nomenu.com. That's n-o-m-e-n-u.com. You can go there and sign up for the newsletter, which is different stuff. And it goes right to your inbox for like $5 a month. So we would love to have you as a subscriber to nomenu.com newsletter. Also, at the New Orleans menu is our Instagram. Lots and lots of people are joining up for that. Please follow us. Pretty pictures there. I also have my own podcast where I read to children who are bored in lockdown, your grandkids or kids. That's Emmy, E-M-M-I-E, the story lady on Spotify and those platforms. And if you stay right here, Tim McNally will be up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirit show at right now, 4 o'clock. Bye. Join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to noon for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. A seven-year-old girl in Chicago was killed while playing with a group of children. Meanwhile, in Atlanta, an eight-year-old girl died shot while riding with her mother. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows tells Fox News the White House is ready to help these cities if needed. The president is not only standing ready, but he has been ready. About eight days ago, he instructed... Uh, a number of federal uh, support teams to make sure that across the country that they stand ready, not just in those cities, but in Seattle, in Portland, St. Louis, other areas. Newly released government data shows California and Texas are among the big states receiving the lion's share of federal loans for small businesses hurt by the coronavirus pandemic. The money going to small businesses under the Paycheck Protection Program. This is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. Balance of nature, no question. Your product's a great product. I mean, it's, it's very, very good. I own a couple of businesses, so I'm on the go a lot. There's no doubt that the energy level increased. And again, your product is very, very good, and I couldn't live without it. Thank you, right, thank you for your time. Thank you for the information. And when you talk to Dr. Howard, give him my best and tell him he's got a great, great product. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Many states, including the state of New Jersey, require masks in stores as well as outdoors when proper social distancing cannot be maintained. A debate going on, though, across the country among Democratic governors is whether there should be a national requirement for face masks to be worn amid the coronavirus pandemic. New Jersey Democratic Governor Phil Murphy tells NBC News he's in favor of a nationwide face mandate. 
We're only as strong as our weakest link right now. As you mentioned in the, uh, the, in the outset of the program, I, I said we went through hell. We cannot afford to go through hell again. Uh, we need a national strategy, I think, right now, and masking has got to be at the core of that. The number of high school seniors applying for federal college aid plunged in the weeks following the sudden closure of school buildings this spring, a time when many students were cut off from school counselors and families were hit with financial setbacks. Overall aid applications were down by 70,000 as of the middle of June. This is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm The gift of good taste and doing good are as close as your phone and Ralph's on the Park restaurant. Gift cards are the perfect gift. Always the right size and always appreciated. Ralph's on the Park gift cards benefit displaced employees as they struggle during this most difficult time. Fine dining and good intentions have never gone together so well. Physical gift cards and e-cards are both available at 504-539-5506 on neworleans-food.website and the cards are accepted at all six Ralph Brennan restaurants. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. We're early week, and we continue with the same pattern from which we left the weekend, which is more showers and thunderstorms. That tapers down a bit tonight. Rounds of storms and showers likely again tomorrow. Overcast skies again. 70s in the morning go to a high of the 80s. Could be some heavy rains mixed in with some of the downpours again Tuesday. Wednesday, 50-50 chance of the storms will be under drier and hotter conditions following with sunny skies too mostly. Thursday, Friday, Saturday going into the weekend. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. Well, let's not do that again. Man, I don't. Henry, who's working the board today, thank you, Henry, for being there. We were just talking about how the 4th of July went. I have never had such a morose 4th of July in my entire life, and I've lived many years. And it was just, ah, gee, New Orleans always does a great job of the 4th of July. It's always fun, heading for the quarter, roaming around, 
having some drinks, going and getting a hot dog or a hamburger somewhere or something better, and then watching 